big rocks and all that sort of thing. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ja love, ja lives. Ja wobble. Ja wobble. Very, yeah. very good. Yeah. Very, very good. In Thank fact, you. John, uh... That, in a very kind of sideways way, leads us into a dead rock star because Jar Wobble was the bassist in Public Image and this week the guitarist from Public Image. Oh, is that who it was? Keith Levine. Yeah, I kept seeing the people saying Keith Levine started and I couldn't quite work out what band he'd been in. A bit before your time. He was in The Clash for five minutes before they were famous as The Clash. So you're talking about bands that I just don't like. If I've reminded you before... That me and Paul Elliott devised a very simple test oh. of okay. what side of the musical line you lie on. I will now give you that test. It's called the Mick Jones test. Mick Jones of Foreigner or of, as it were, The Clash? That is the Mick Jones test. When I say the name Mick Jones, do you think of Mick Jones of Foreigner or do you think of Mick Jones of The Clash? Well, because I have a First. superior rock brain, I think of both. No, no, but you, what, but, you can, but, you, but you can't think of them both at the same time. I did, yeah. No, you didn't. Yeah, you I didn't. Did. You clearly didn't because you said Mick Jones of Foreigner first. That, but there was also Mick Jones that was in Man. Yeah, I'm not talking about him. You mean you don't think of Mick Jones who was no, in or Man any of the other, first? Or, or Mick Jones who used to play on the wing for Leeds United or any of the other Mick Joneses. No, no, Mick Jones was a number nine for Leeds. Do you, do you remember he played in the cup final with his arm in a sling? That was Mick his Jones. Big, Mick Jones. Leeds. 1973 cup final. He did his arm in. He did his arm in. Against Sunderland. No, no. Oh, maybe it wasn't 1973. You're thinking of Chelsea, aren't you? No, I'm not. I'm thinking of Leeds. And he, he crossed. No, I mean, and Alan, Alan Clark scored the winning goal with a diving header. Whatever Sunderland. year that was. Sunderland. No, Sunderland won, didn't they? Oh, fuck yeah. He, you don't know anything about it, do you? But anyway, no. Mick, the Mick Jones test is, do you think of Mick Jones of Foreigner or do you think of Mick Jones of The Clash? I literally think Personally, personally, I think of Mick Jones of Foreigner. That is the side of the line I'm on. Right. I want to know what love is. I don't give, I don't care London calling or any of that stuff. Simultaneously. Well, I don't believe you do. Well, um, you can. You're like the Schrodinger's cat of. It's like the what? Sorry, the Schrodinger's cat of the Mick Jones test. It's now getting very convoluted. In the box is both Mick, uh, both Mick Joneses. You don't know which one it is till you open the box. Yeah, but for Mick, me, both Mick Joneses both exist. Sim- yeah, the they both exist they simultaneously. Yeah. I want to know what London calling is. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> White cliffs of Dover feel like the first time. Yeah, <laughs> you don't. You, anyway, yeah, forget yeah, well, the clash. You know, forget for the that. clash. I don't think about the clash. Anyway. Anyway, I've never to listened Wobble. to an entire Clash album, and let's face it, I never will. Well, so, I have, and I never will again because yeah. that was their first album, and you were, in those days you were obliged because it was like the second ever 
punk album released. What was the first one? The Damned. Damned, 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 which I loved and still do. That's a proper yeah. album. The Clash, I just couldn't get with them. Just shout, something like that. Yeah. He's son of a foreign diplomat. His real name is John Mellor. Exactly. Those, he, those kind he, of people, they're not real. No. They're, they're not, not like real. rat scabies. He was real. He was real. He, he was real. real. He is real, still real. Yeah. Is Dave Vanian still around? Yeah. In fact, the, the classic lineup has just reformed. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Dave Vanian on vocals, Brian James on guitar, right. Captain Sensible on bass. I bet he's delighted to be back on bass. Yeah, and Rat Scabies on drums. I bet you Captain Sensible is on like a rhythm guitar or something. They've got some. What well, does he? Does he sort of? Well, he, he, was the, he, he he's trying to make out he's progressed into the. Well, of, he was the original bassist, and then yeah. when Brian Jones left in a fit of peak yeah. after two albums, Captain he became the guitar. You know who else did? You know who else did that famously? Ronnie Wood. Did he? He was the bassist in the Jeff Beck group, and then he became the guitarist in the Face. Yeah, but that's a different group. The same group. Oh, same group. Same group. Ooh, intriguing. Of course, it was Mike Rutherford of Genesis. Oh, of course. When Steve Hackett left, took over on the old guitar, didn't right. he? Was he Though the they all used then? to play 12-string, didn't they? He yeah, of course the he was the bass. Still is the bass, as far as anyone knows. Ooh. What, live? I don't know if he does it. Is that why he has a a triple neck? He has a like triple neck because he's doing bass, guitar, and 12 string. Well, no, he has a double neck for the the usual bits. And and at the arse Uh, of the guitar, he's got another one, the bass, which he just does from time to time. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's what he does. That's right. I'm with you. Yeah. So, um, to circle back, you mentioned Jar Wobble, which reminded me that Keith Levine had died. But seeing as as neither of us know much about Keith Levine, other than he was very, very good on that initial Public Image single, which was called Public Image, that nice sound he had. When I worked at Virgin in 81, who Pill was signed to, he was living on Richard Branson's houseboat trying to get over Mm. his heroin addiction. Yeah, yeah. And now he's dead. Well, there you go. Join the dots. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. do. <laughs> anyway, Bran- a- what are you trying to say? It's Branson's fault. Is well, that- you might you might say that. John. Yeah. I couldn't possibly comment. No. You know, no way. Um, but that isn't what happened. What, no, that, that isn't what we're going to talk about. <laughs> no, because we're going to talk about an the, actual famous rock star, famous who, who yeah, who sadly died in the last few days, and that would be. Dan McCafferty of, of Nazareth. We're going to rise him in yeah. Nazareth tonight. We're going to rise him in Nazareth. All right. Razzmatazz, Razzmanaz. Thank you. No dance, dance, dance. I used to love that album. Extraordinary. <laughs> An extraordinary performance. I mean, if you've been looking. For a, a fitting tribute to Dan McCafferty, I think you've just heard it. I, yeah. I, I really that, do. Yeah, and that, listen, yeah. listen, that came from the heart. It did, I could tell. No, yeah. it really did. I, no, I, 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 I just said I could tell. <laughs> I got Ransom and Naz up the minute I heard. Yeah. Because in 1973, when that album was released, um, I would have been f- just turned 15. 
and they 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 already had a hit their first ever hit single from it which was broken down yeah, she was only a broken down angel that one yeah, yeah. big hit big hit only a thing without a wing or something yeah, get yourself down to Woolworths buy a single 15p well um i i actually wasn't big on that single because it had this very gruff vocal and it had, you know, that slide guitar. Yeah. And for me, it felt like a, a poor man's faces. And at that moment, the faces were my favourite. Yeah, you were very much the rich man's faces. <laughs> <laughs> I was very much an elitist yeah, faces. Yeah, yeah. But lo and behold, uh, as with so many things in those days, they did an old grey whistle test where they played Razamanaz yeah. and Bad Bad Boy. Do you remember that one? How does that one I'm get? a bad, bad boy and I'm going to steal your love. Do, 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 do. You don't know that one? No, I do remember it. I just want to hear you <laughs> sing it. I just thought it's fucking great. Yeah, what a band. What a band. What a band. So um, I chanced my arm because in those days buying one album was a whole week's I used to have a Saturday job. That would take all the Saturday. What was your money. Saturday job? <laughs> well, uh, I worked in a curtain shop. <laughs> oh, pull yourself together. How many times <laughs> did you hear that one? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had to draw on uh, inner yeah. strength. <laughs> what, uh, what was the curtain shop called? Fuck knows. Ealing Curtain, Beef Curtains. <laughs> <laughs> if only. Yeah. Uh, oh, now, yeah. now, now then, now then. <laughs> No, they were on uh, Ealing Broadway, and, and about a year ago, I walked past there uh, on yeah. a sort of nostalgic You trip. floated by on your high heels. I rolled by. Yeah, on your rollerblades. <laughs> I kind of... Because he, look, he looks great when you're on your rollerblades. Oh, yeah. yeah little short, you have your little shorts on and your cowboy hat. Yeah. Well, I, well so you when say little look, shorts, that's because they're skin tight. Yeah, they're, they're like Lemmy, the ones on. Lemmy used to wear. <laughs> he used to... The thing is... Lemmy would wear these shorts, right? Yeah, I know. But the rest would be exactly. This as is he in was. his LA years. Let's say, this LA wasn't when he was walking around, yeah, LA. Know, freezing cold leaves. Well, what it we was when he was walking around LA. What he was walking from his apartment, half a block from the Rainbow, to, to the, the Rainbow, rainbow yeah. and back. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, no one walks anywhere in LA, do they? So, I mean, that's one of the longer walks you would take. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, honestly, John. He would wear all the Lemmy stuff, yeah. the white boots, the, yeah. the, the, the jacket, gun belt, jean jacket, jean jacket, and the, the, shorts. Hat, the cowboy hat, and, and the shorts. shorts. And yeah. people say heavy metal's not camp. I mean, well, Lemmy was very camp, was, but yeah. but but it was like Lemmy. Why aren't you? Where's your tra- mate? You're walking around without your trousers on. It wasn't like mm. he was wearing shorts. No, it it's like, like he forgot to put his trousers on. <laughs> he just woken up. And like, oh Christ! I'm not putting my strides on just woken up after his first sleep in five days yeah and he's realized he's not got his trousers on and doesn't care yeah i'll, I'll put, them on, put them on later yeah it's yeah. west hollywood yeah all the blokes walk so this is there. you rollerblading past the curtain shop and in they were special gone. shorts they were gone what they're no longer in business no. some 60 years later or whatever it is wow all right 45 wow. whatever, 30 but when you can't be surprised <laughs> that a curtain shop has gone out of business well, they were very good curtains. Well, they were exactly. In my day. But now you can go into, you know, online, buy yourself a 
set of curtains in five minutes, can't you? No, well, no, absolutely no. The rational part of my brain understood. Yeah. Because also the two old guys that ran it probably died 30 <laughs> yeah. years ago. Yeah. Um, but the emotional side... Oh, just didn't get it. You know, the reptilian side got yeah. it, but the dolphin side... Yeah. Didn't oh, like oh, it. Oh, coming up out the water. Where's the curtain shop gone? Where's the curtain shop? What is it, Flipper? It was the, this is, what a day this is. <laughs> Extraordinary impressions. Do you know what's there now? This, this is a this dolphin my heart. outside of a curtain shop on Ely I'm Broadway. outside what used to be a curtain shop guy. Yeah. What is Let, it, Flipper? I wonder if my mates are still in there, the... Mr. Mr. You know Stephen and Mr. James, whatever they were called, probably something like that. Yeah, and they were father and son. Oh, combo. were they? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, these old Jewish tailors that you know. I used to get paid two pound fifty for the whole day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, good money. Yeah. And uh, and two thirty. I used to come out there every Saturday evening, and there was one record shop in Ealing, which stayed. They'd close at five thirty. There was one record shop in Ealing called Lullabies. Which would stay open. Quite fitting with the curtains, really, wouldn't it? Till 6.30. I mean, these days oh, people... I know, they do, they've they got no idea. Six. Th- it was like 6.30. Yeah. I've gone into the future. Yeah. And they didn't used to open on Sundays either. No, God, no. no. You're joking. No, nothing open Shops on Sundays. open on Sundays. Even no. pubs barely opened yeah. on a Sunday. Um, and I would take my 250 and whatever the record was so this particular saturday it was razamanaz yeah razamanaz and of course because i'd already come close to perfecting you know the my voice Rob Stewart, oh right it was just a sideways motion to dan mm. mccafferty um and who was a bit like the kind of the, the sort of the dark-haired scottish rod stewart wasn't he, he used to have the yeah, the blue son and the open to the waist and the that kind of Robert Plant vibe. Yeah, where you've got a lot of yeah. chest. Yeah, a lot of chest, hair. curly hair. Yeah, but whereas Robert sort of had the had that sort of effeminate dolphin aspect, Dan was pure reptile. Yeah. You know what I mean? he was well, he's fucking from, man. They're from Scotland. Scotland. <laughs> they're not going to, you know, Scotland wasn't really. I think we're talking Glasgow. Yeah, they, they weren't really. <laughs> they weren't supplying a great. Number of the world's prettiest men. Yeah. Well, not at, not in those days. No. no. I mean, now I'm sure they do. I remember um, flying up to Scotland, up to Glasgow, with a certain photographer called Ross. Yeah. I don't know if anybody can think who that is. This is in about '89 or something. This is when you wouldn't drive anywhere. You would only fly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People um, see those helicopters going around London. And that was uh, Ross. <laughs> and. Um, uh, I'm not sitting next to him, thank God. I'm a few rows down. But uh, we're sort of halfway there. And uh, I went up, you all right? You know, he goes, yeah, what's it like, Glasgow? Oh, oh, no, 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 no. What did he say? Oh, yeah, I said, um, I can't remember what I fucking said, but I'm like, mm. you okay? What time do we land? And um, he goes, uh, what's it like? And I went, well, it's a bit rough. He goes, yeah, a shithole. I thought it was a fucking <laughs> shithole. And the bloke sitting next to him, who I swear to God is in a fucking kilt. Yeah. He goes of to Ross. he is. No, I swear to God. And he goes to Ross, he goes, it's a European city of culture this year, if you don't mind. And Ross goes, what I said, a shithole. 
I'm going right. I'm I'm going. He's, he's I'm going, so charming. I now have isn't to go it? over yeah. here and wait for the limo. Back <laughs> yeah, exactly, back later, yeah. not. Yeah, yeah. I thought it, I thought that's what it was a shithole. Yeah. Um. So uh, so Nazareth were amazing, and also they did prove themselves because straight after the success of Broken Down Angel and Bad Bad Boy and Razmanaz mm. doing well. Uh, their next album, they did a cover of a Joni Mitchell song. They did, didn't they? You're going to do that one? Let me, let's cue it up now. Here. And now, number, number 15 in the chart this week. New, new entry with... And then they just sort of poppy bit. This flight tonight. You missed out the starlight. Star bright, you got the love that I like. Yeah, this flight tonight. That one, yeah. Yeah, it's good. I remember checking out Joni Mitchell on the strength of that. Yeah, and I was. What album was that? Was that? Was that? No Mean City, maybe? No. Uh, no, I'll tell you about No Mean City. I've got a great story. About oh, I've got a great one. He's wait till he sings his way through No <laughs> Mean City, ladies and gentlemen. I can't remember what came after Razmanaz. Um I can't remember, but, but This Flight Tonight was a big hit. Yeah. And I remember going to the Jody Mitchell original, finding it somewhere, and I couldn't get my head around it because Nazareth was this blockbuster rock. Yeah, that's pastor. right. And Joni's was saying... Starlight. Well, I had exactly the same thing because one of the first albums I ever purchased in the heavy metal sphere, two albums on the same day I bought. Two albums? That was my introduction. Oh, you were rich. Because I was rich. I was just throwing rich... it around. I was like, oh, where you like where you live now, be heavy millionaires. Now. No, but, <laughs> exactly. And I had the money and I steamed in and I bought If You Want Blood by ACDC. Wow. And I bought Unleashed in the East by Judas Priest. Priest. And on AKA Un- Unleashed, Unleashed in, in the, the studio. studio, but on Unleashed in the studio is a cover of Diamonds and Rust by Joan, Joan Baez. Baez. But obviously the priest version is <laughs> like diamonds, Di- and he's doing Rust, yeah, and this Rob Halford, yeah, exactly. That's what it's like, you know, tipped and Whoa, far and KK. away, and he's acting. Then when you go and hear the Joan Baez <laughs> version, it isn't particularly like that, you know. Yeah, so it's very much the same. Very much the same. The but same wasn't experience, it great, though. That they because uh, in those days it wasn't. It wasn't. It didn't go. It wasn't like so the equivalent of what Iron Maiden doing. Uh, Taylor Swift. Like your mate Stephen Wilson when he does Taylor Swift. Ah, uh, well, that's he, can, he gets straight. Doing, he does straight yeah, onto YouTube. He does Taylor Swift. Yeah, but he does it goes, in a Taylor Swiftian sort of style. He does. He, he does he his hair back. Dress on, puts his hair back. High heels. Yeah, he does. He's, got no he's almost. Like he's same, almost indistinguishable. <laughs> but in those days, that'd be like Iron Maiden going. Um, uh, let's do. Um, everybody's talking about it. Yeah. Or doing the Carpenters or something. You know, Bruce Dickinson. I'll say goodbye <laughs> to love. Actually, that would be quite good, wouldn't it? Yeah, be you right. know, yeah. they can have that one for free. Yeah, do that one. Because there's a great the guitar solo in that. Yeah, oh, it's perfect for Adrian Smith, the carpenter. Or Yannick. Or Dave Murray. <laughs> one of the many guitarists they have on call. Yeah. So, um, 
But yeah, Nazareth to this the Jolly Rancher. And then, then though they did, they had another big hit with another cover, didn't they? My white bicycle. No, oh God. no my God, they had another hit because they then had another hit, hit with another cover, and we'll get there in the end. Love, Love hurts. Love bleeds. That one. And who who did the original Love Hurts? Graham Parsons. Was it? I think. Yeah. Was it? I was thinking of it as a, it was like a, uh, old. a woman had a big hit with it, a woman singer. Could, no, definitely. It could be one of those songs that pre, you know, that is like a standard. Yeah. But so they the had, thing. they had hits with this flight tonight. Yes. My, My white, white bicycle. Whoever that was by. The white planes, white planes. Whoever that was by. Okay. And then love hurts. Love okay. hurts. Let me now. Here's the thing, right? In the obituaries I was reading for Dan, it mentioned love hurts. Of course, of course it did. Big hit. Yes, number one in America. Bloody, I mean, look, that's a big hit. Yes, but here's my deal, right? In my memory, which some say, some is say not what it was slightly flawed. But you remember the curtain shop. <laughs> You remember lullaby records? I mean, what do they expect you to remember? Love Hurts. Here's what I remember of Love Hurts, that it was a Dan McCafferty solo record. Right. Because he came this close to having a, like like Rod Stewart. Yeah, doing a big, but this is like, this again, it's like Tony Iommi making a solo record. Yeah. All the way up until it gets released and then it turns out to be a Black Sabbath record. Well, it could be, but if uh, if anybody out there knows the answer, to, I know I could probably go on Wikipedia. Yeah. But, but who on. wants to go on? And also, Wikipedia is not reliable. No, Let's get this not. right. Some no. of the things they've put we, on there about you, I mean... <laughs> we are reliable. We're reliable. We are Come reliable. to us. If you want to know about my Wikipedia entry, just ask me. I'll tell you. <laughs> it's nowhere near long enough. That's what I know about mine. Well, yeah. If you want to add something into my Wikipedia, oh, please yeah. do. No, I will. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll add some stuff yeah. right, right away, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, we come to No Mean City, which was again from memory seventy eight. Yeah, it must have been about because I, I remember I, I'm not. I, I was at school and at my school, only four of us who liked heavy metal, a heavy metal gang of four, as it were. <laughs> and one of the records we passed around was No Mean City, which had an amazing cover. It had a fantastic yeah, cover. really great cover, like a sort of sci-fi right. cityscape on the cover. So that was and, particularly exciting. And they had a new member. Do you remember who that was? No, Zal Clemenson. Oh, really? Yeah, from Alex Harvey's band. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that was definitely the end of seventy-eight. And how I know is this: I was a very lowly reviewer on Sounds yeah. magazine. Uh, in a, I'd, I'd been literally almost a year, I think, probably since my first review had been published of the Lurkers. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, that, that one set the world alight. Oh, that, there's a new kid in town. <laughs> there's a new gun. Yeah. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Um, and the singer's name was Howard Wall. So everybody thought I was just yeah. some brother. Yeah, you that know. he's just got his brother to do. Yeah. Or he's done it himself. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just, he could think of a different first name, but he couldn't think of a different surname. Exactly. Yeah. So my byline was like Mick Wall in brackets, no relation. Yeah. Like, oh, cheers. <laughs> yeah. That really, that, yeah. that's great. Yeah. yeah. So um, I think I'd literally written about two features in that first year, neither of which was any good, obviously. And uh, and one of which was on the Lurkers. <laughs> um, and Jeff Barton, who was the rock guy on sounds. I'm guessing Pete Mikowski was out of the picture at that point for whatever reason. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Nazareth, uh, they're making an album. They're in Switzerland. Will you go and interview them? Uh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Not. You had me at Switzerland. You had me at, yeah. You go, oh, I can tell them about the curtain shop. It's... So exciting. <laughs> so, um, so uh, I remember going on the plane with their manager, who I can't remember, but inevitably red hair, red yeah. beard. And he was telling me all about Dan's solo career in America, how it was all taking off. And, and that's why I think Love Hurts was a yeah. Him. But, so it's not official word you've had. You just vaguely remember this conversation. <laughs> From 1978. And that, and that has now become Dan McCafferty was going to have a solo career in America. Yeah, that's yeah. right. No, he yeah. definitely did a solo album. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure Love Hurts was on it. Right. Fairly sure. And um, <laughs> Let's check that. No. Because I think it will inevitably turn out not well, to we, be. Well, we will check. Yeah. Uh, um, so they're in Montreux, which... Uh, I think in the years to come was like where Queen would record. Well, I mean, you know, very famously does appear in one of the best-known rock songs of all time, doesn't it? Yeah, but not because they were recording at that studio. No, that well, was it, burned da- it burned down by then. Well, no, it, it was the casino that burned uh, down. Whatever, yeah, the you casino, see, the see, studio, funky Claude. One of the most famous rock songs of all time. But apparently not everybody yeah. is quite so gentle. I think Ian Gillan was just confused about what was happening. That's what I heard. He he never sang the same lyric twice anyway. Well, he never knew what he really saw. No, he, he didn't. Just, no. no. Well, I'm, I used to do his PR in 81. Yeah, and how reliable was Ian Gillan? Well, he'd be like, you know, he'd be like, he'd just forget the words all the time. So we yeah. always, yeah. this is how he get over it. We This famously reached its high point when he was it briefly in Black Sabbath <laughs> and was required to learn a whole new catalogue of songs <laughs> in a matter of days or whatever it was at Reading Rock Festival and had the book on the floor. Had the big book on the floor. That he couldn't see because of all the all dry eyes. <laughs> So then you got with my no, yeah, yeah. generals gathered in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> children's gathered black nights. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. classy. That um, was when you told me that you told me that story that not only were the did Black Sabbath play Smoke on the Water, but they were going to play something by ELO as well. They were, yeah. Because Bev Bevan was on the drums. Yeah. That is the most Evil ridiculous woman. story they were going to do Evil ever woman. heard. No, 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 I'm not joking. Now, there is one more ridiculous story. That's when Tom Jones yeah. Yeah. joined oh, well, Black I mean, I Sabbath, John. <laughs> and they yeah. were going to do... The, the were 
The miners for you. The uncles were paranoid, war pigs, and it's not unusual. Yeah, which I would have gone to see. <laughs> I still would go yeah, see. still go now. Yeah. Tom's in probably on finer form than Aussie at the moment, sadly. Well, that's not a high bar, is it, no, at this point? But, no. uh, so, um, uh, anyway, you're on oh, the, yeah, so you're so on the plane going to, to Montreux, Montreux. On the Lake Geneva shore. <coughs> and... Um, so we're in the studio, and of course, in those days, you know, if the music journalist turns up, it's it's like visiting hey. the Beatles in Help. It's all, hey, we're crazy guys, yeah, yeah. you know. Check us out. Yeah. Mm. It's just we just our life is just one long party, you know. So plus Zal Clemenson. I mean, I, I I had been a sensational Alex Harvey band fan. Yeah. So this is very overwhelming for me. But uh, so we do the boring interviews. So when you write your songs, does the music come first yeah. or the lyrics? Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's a good. Wow, man! What a question! Yeah, this guy's yeah. this guy knows this his guy's stuff. the business. They've sent their top man. <laughs> yeah, ruffles notes. Yeah. Um, what comes first? The hang on. Yeah. Lyrics yeah. or the music? Yeah. Well, yeah. make it depend. <laughs> Very much depends. Sometimes I get a phrase. Yeah, and I just run with it. Or, or sometimes I get a riff. Yeah. You know, that's how that's the kind of level they operate on. Yeah. Kind of genius. Like Mozart. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. Sometimes he didn't well, Mozart wasn't good on lyrics. But you know, Dan McCafferty was, so that exactly, says a lot. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So we do all that, and they play me some tracks. You know what that's like? It's an ordeal having to listen to the first It's the things. worst, it's yeah. the worst. It's the worst. Let's see, do you want to hear a couple of songs? No. Oh, God, no. no. Really, definitely not. No. Um, and then, the high point of the night, we went for dinner. Yeah, that's always a good bit, because everyone's... You've done the interview, you've done the pictures. And now we're going to have a drink. Yeah. What, mate, a drink? So we go to this restaurant in Montreux, and... There's five guys in the band, me, the manager, and one other sort of roadie-type person. So what's that, seven, eight? And um, I swear to God, John, I had scampi and chips, right? <laughs> yeah. But there's a guy over your shoulder the whole time pouring into your... Because your glass is never even half empty. It's all perpetually full with champagne. And um, so anyway, the, the bill arrives... And I literally put my hand in my pocket to pull out a fiver. Ah, yeah. I'm thinking, right. Yeah, you said I only had the scampi. <laughs> That's typical you, that is. <laughs> the bill arrives. Oh, yeah, I didn't have a starter. <laughs> I'm thinking, because in those days, scampi and chips would be like one fifty. It was. It, well, it was in the cafe opposite the curtain <laughs> shop. Slightly more expensive in Montreux. And the manager goes, don't be ridiculous. Put it away. I said, no, come on. You know. He went, Mick. He whispered in my ear. He goes, the bill is over seven hundred pounds. This is in nineteen seventy eight. Yeah. You may as well have said seven thousand yeah. pounds. I went I went You couldn't believe there was that much money in the world. They left the the tip was what really caught my attention. They left a seventy pound tip. Yeah. Or well Franks would have been Franks. Well yeah. Swiss francs. Oh, that's an interesting point. I'm pretty sure it was seventy pounds. Well, I mean, Scottish pounds. Switzerland is a financial centre. Let's be honest; you can pretty much pay with anything. You can pay in Switzerland. You can, yeah, and no one says a word. Casino chips. No one says a word because the man sitting next to you 
might be a illegal a, arms dealer. Yeah, or a or a, you know a Nazi member of war FIFA, criminal yeah, in or, hiding. or a member of FIFA or anything. <laughs> well, sort of kind of ticks a lot. Yeah, of exactly. Boxes, yeah. yeah, or all three at the same time. So um, I come back and I write the the piece, the ultimate piece on Nazareth, as it's still <laughs> referred to. <laughs> and then, and then the 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 top, the topper, the 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 icing on the cake was um, uh, New Year's Eve '78 going into '79. Keith Altham, yeah, the, the PR, legendary, legendary PR. PR, old school. Very, well, I mean, he's probably even before schools. <laughs> Let alone old school. He, he was a kind. Of, he was di- he was Dickensian. He, he was a Dickensian figure. Yeah. He might have. You know. There he were was a, no he, schools. He would just, have been. He would have been sent out to work at the age of twelve. Keith Altham. In, interviewing Hendrix. Yeah, and he would have. And he stumbled into this demi monde. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. Very much. So, so um, he does this. He does this uh, trip. You know, in those days, trips were the big thing. Especially if you had a band that weren't fashionable. Yeah, because at, at this point, punk is the whole thing. Nazareth are looking decidedly um, old school. Yeah. Old school, yeah. Um, so the way round it to try and get reviews was literally a, a plane load of lunatics fly up to Glasgow, mm-hmm. and it's New Year's, not New Year's, not Hogmanay, but New Year's Day. There was a every year there was the New Year's Day football match between Celtic and yeah. Rangers, <laughs> right? <laughs> A happy occasion a for happy all involved. Sectarian yeah, and violence, violence and hatred. Yeah, and, and yeah. Te- te- great technical yeah. skills on yeah. the field. Yeah. They did, they used to say they didn't even throw a ball onto the pitch yeah. until half time. So and it's six feet of snow on the ground. So we get there. Everybody's already drunk on the plane. The idea was to go see the match, back to the hotel, and then. Uh, to see the gig, and then after the gig, which was at the Glasgow Apollo, then after the gig, the party. Yeah. And by the time we got there, the match had been called off. <laughs> so Keith went round giving people these sort of little white voucher things, and basically it was any drink you want, you just show them this. So from like two in the afternoon till seven in the evening, that's all me and all the other journalists did. Yeah. So we're now, com- I mean, completely rotted. <laughs> And now we're going to the gig. And there's a coach. And um, I had fallen into the company of a a fellow sounds writer named John Gill, uh, who then went on to Time Out and bigger things. And and his mate, who was working for the Evening Standard, called Dave Hancock. And John and Dave were outrageous queens. Um, You could be that in the 70s. These days... There are so many genres of gender. Yeah. <laughs> genres jo- genre. of gender. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but back then, they were just these hilarious old queens. And I'll never forget, John, the, the snow, just biblical. Oh. And the bus gets lost. <laughs> trying to get from the hotel to the Glasgow. And it's, let me add, it's Saturday night, right? So the bus driver's like, just wait. And he, he popped it. Stops outside a pub. He's going to go into the pub and ask, <laughs> ask directions. Yeah. yeah. Um, honestly, the snow—it's like ridiculous. So ksh, the door opens, and of course, everybody's like, "It's a pub." Everybody's like, "In the way!" Troop off the bus, and I'm still with Hancock and John and Dave Hancock. Oh my god! 
This pub, John, there was sawdust on the floor. Yeah. There were no women whatsoever. There were men that were like the, what do they call in Lord of the Rings, orcs? Right. You know yeah. those? Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like that. And Dave Hancock is pushing his way to the bar going, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Oh, he trod on my toe, yeah. Excuse me. And I'm just sort of following yeah. them, thinking it's a bit, a bit much, you know. And they're looking at him like, he gets to the bar and this fucking unbelievable monster behind the bar goes, I. (laughs) And Hancock goes, "Uh, a large G&T, please, Brenda. (laughs) (laughs) A large G&T, please, Brenda. I swear to God, John, yeah. you've never seen someone just, walk backwards so fast yeah. in your life. That's me. I just imagine the place just fell. It's like that bit it, an American werewolf. Well, you, the place just falls <laughs> silent. Well, you, well, yeah. And the, the bus driver goes, run! And, and literally about 30 journalists <laughs> trying to get on this bus. And literally as they're coming out, they go, the door closes. <laughs> driver goes, hang on! And we go, tearing off really fast in the snow. And eventually we did get to the gig and we're in the balcony and famously at the Apollo, it was literally bouncing bouncing up and down. But it was a great gig, the party I can barely remember. But about two weeks later, I was talking to Keith on the phone. Uh, He rang me and and he goes, I just want to thank you for your review. I said, oh, great. Uh, Nothing, you know. He said, the no, least no. I could do. Yeah. Yeah. He goes, no, no, honestly, it was great. He said, he goes, not least for the fact that it was the only review anybody wrote. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're joking. He said, no, that was the only piece anybody wow. wrote. Yeah. Yeah. Nazareth, man. That's See, that just stuff. goes to show you are the ultimate professional. <laughs> that's what it goes to show. <laughs> well, that's quite right. Yeah. I mean, that was the point, <laughs> yeah, really. Thank I was, you. Yeah. Moving towards. Yeah, that's what the story was suggesting. So, one Nazareth album, uh, I haven't done a lot of research on this, (laughs) which is unusual for me. But the one album of theirs that did make an impact in America was their sort of one that everybody noticed in America was Hair of the Dog. And of course, that became even more apparent when in 1994, 93. Guns N' Roses put out the spaghetti incident. This, yes, which was... Let's let's remember the spaghetti incident in all its glory. It was an album of covers, wasn't it? Yes. And they thought long and hard. And on the, on the cover of... It was meant to be punk covers. On the co- yeah, it was, I think. But it kind of broadened out, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, because they didn't know what They didn't know what... I mean, they were no Americans don't know what punk is. Americans think... Yeah, Americans think Blondie were punk. You know, that's that's what Americans think. Well, Axel obviously thought Nazareth. Nazareth, that was pretty punk. But also, it, 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 um, you suddenly realised how influential Dan McCafferty had been on Axel. Yeah, on his vote. Yeah, definitely. You can hear that gravelly bit that Axel does. Yeah, and you can see why Axel loved Hair of the Dog because of that line. You know, now you're dealing with a <clears throat> son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> That's right up his street. Yeah. 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 So that's, I mean, there were several bands, I think, that Guns N' Roses, a bit like Metallica when they did Garage Days. And it was, a, in many ways, a nice thing to do mm. because those bands that were then guaranteed a paycheck, yeah. far and above probably anything they had yeah. uh, originally. And it, I'm sure if in the case of Metallica, certainly it keeps ticking in, doesn't it? 
There was uh, we mentioned the damned. Yeah, I think at one point we did, and, and uh, I saw a, uh, on telly late at night. There was a documentary about them a few years ago, and um, and it had archive footage, and there was this whole you know to do about Brian James because Brian James wrote all the songs uh, from the first two albums, so the classic New Rose, Neat Neat Neat, and. Um, uh, and finally, they've got him back in the band, and it's the early nineties, and they're doing a tour, and he, and it's just come out that Guns and R- Axel may or may not be doing cover of New Rose on Spaghetti Incident, but he's been told in typical GNR style, if you breathe a word, of yeah, this, you, we, we won't, yeah. So he makes the fatal error of saying to Rat Scabies and Captain Sensible. But by the way, you you can't you can't mention any of this because because obviously if if they put it on the album, Brian James is looking at hundreds and thousands of dollars, you know, um, probably more than he earned in his entire damned career. And um, of course, what's the first thing they do? Yeah, announce it on <laughs> every fucking yeah. chance they get. Yeah. And the next thing is Brian James in the dressing room. He won't come out. He won't go on stage. Yeah. He's leaving. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, I mean, that's maybe the extraordinary thing about the dam to go off on a slight tangent. That's you, as, not like us, as you say, they were uh, maybe the first punk band, certainly Definitely. one of the first. But they were this sort of ex- Dave Vanian, as I remember him, used to go around most of the time looking like a goth. Well, a vampire. Like, that was yeah, a vampire thing. thing yeah. yeah, because when I used to, uh, well, still do play cricket. In my youth, I went to the Alf Gover Cricket School, which was in Wandsworth, an amazing place. You went to a cricket school? Yeah, it was quite famous. Was this a uh, hothouse for future yeah, exactly, England future talent? Stars. Yeah, exactly. And you used, to go every sa- you used to go every Saturday. And at Alf's, it was great. They used to go up these little stairs and you go straight into the snooker room. And off the snooker room, there was a bar. And then you go through the bar and down a little sort of into the changing rooms and then down a little tunnel, you were in the nets. But the bar and the snooker room were obviously great attractions <laughs> to everybody. The, bar, the snooker room was great because it had a TV above the snooker table that was always showing either horse racing or rugby. And this is uh, man yeah, heaven. Man heaven. And behind the bar worked this guy called Terry, who was a real geezer. And he only worked there on Saturdays because during the week he used to lug, uh, he used to deliver um, white goods in a van. <laughs> And he came in one week, incredibly. Here, here, here. Have you heard of Have you heard of this lot, the Damned? Have you heard of them? You know. Well, yeah, you know, because this was about the time they were, you know, famous. We we, t- we delivered a fridge to Dave Vanian's house. <laughs> he delivered him a fridge. Delivered him a fridge. Oh, yeah. Oh, he sleeps in a coffin. I've seen it. He sleeps in a coffin. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> but we're all like, at the bar. Does he? Wow. <laughs> He used to live in a, I don't know, maybe still does, but way up in North this, London. Yeah, there were, maybe this was the Wandsworth area. He could have, maybe it was around with, Wandsworth. With the, really literally know. a gothic, and there were like a turret on the, yeah. on the gate. Well, maybe he did, maybe he did sleep in a coffin. <laughs> maybe all these years. <laughs> Terry, you were right, if you're listening. Anyway, Dan McCafferty, to, to, to bring this to a conclusion, a fantastic singer. Un- underrated overall, I think, because um, you know people talk about that era, and they they will mention a Rod Stewart or Robert Plant or Paul Rogers, but Dan, he was he the was man. up there, he, he was, was up there, 
And he retired, didn't he, a few years ago? Some I don't years know. Ago. Yeah, I think so. Um, and I, 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 I think they got someone else in. They, you know, because these days you can carry on, can't yeah. you? Someone says one blood relative somewhere there, yeah. you know. But um, uh, really sad to see him go. May he rock in peace. Yeah, I'm sure he will. Give us another, just to, to close, just give us a another chorus of... Uh, she was only a broken down angel. Only a... Child without a wing. An angel with a broken wing. Something like that. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. Well done, Dan. God bless you, Dan. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. How do I stop this, Fern? <laughs>